I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickard. And this is Dispatches, Dispatches from, from Fort, Fort Awesome, awesome. A, news a news radio, radio podcast. podcast. With Jen on the ether. Wom, wom, wom. Hi. Hi, Jen. Hello, Thanks Jen. How are you? I'm here. You're here. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's true. You are here. You are. I am. You are. This is, uh, we're doing season Retired. five, episode 21, Retirement, the penultimate episode of News Radio so I, far. I don't remember this ever being in two parts, but I guess technically... <laughs> It yeah, was. I guess I hadn't really thought about it that mm-hmm. way either. But yeah, mm-hmm. in my head, the whole ending was the final episode. But yeah, I think I, I'm sure also on rewatch that I avoided these last few episodes like the plague because my family's going away. My little, my friendship. My yeah. Little, it's all going away. Uh, this one aired, by the way, April 27th, 1999. Classic Tuesday time slot. Um, uh, <laughs> so I close like, to my birthday. Was Oh, yeah, right. It is. So oh, close. man. What were you doing on your birthday? That year. In ninety nine, yep. I don't think I was. I think I was depressed. Let's not. Oh. Uh, okay, I'm yeah. so sorry. Just, no, I get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I needed help. Sure. Uh, it uh, starts out with a classic Dave line, by the way, which I think is maybe which, been a classic Dave line in this episode quite a bit. Which is just, if there's nothing else, like that's how they always. But they started it like usually you have a line or two before. But this yeah, is that's literally true. just the ending of the meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cut right which to the chase. Yep. And Mr. James just does not seem to want the meeting to end yet. Mm-mm. How come we just never sit around and shoot the breeze? That's how we spend the bulk of our time, Mr. James. <laughs> I like that they're just admitting that it's not anything anymore. <laughs> Have you noticed well, that in this season, by the way, or at least these last few episodes, that there's more extras again? Yeah, I, I, uh, it was weird because for a while there, they just had nothing in the background, right? Yeah, I mean... Uh, and then I see people walking back and forth, nothing. yeah. Yeah, and there's definitely two people up in the booth talking. Some dude with a big old goatee is uh, one of their anchors, apparently. I Wait, love that we... there's this whole other crew that we never, ever meet. Yeah, Do we know who directed this one? I should, uh, I I should find have pulled... out in a second. It was a woman's name, a name that I'm not familiar with, and I am frankly surprised it was a woman. Uh, there are not a lot of uh, lady directors of this show. But let me well, I'm glad, I'm glad, glad you... Oh, here, uh, just a second. I almost got it. Ooh. I almost got it. Season I can, five, yeah. I can find out. Mm-hmm. Find sure. out. Sure. Go ahead. I mean, I have it in front of me if you want me to read it. Oh, just read it. <laughs> you jerk. Uh, Judy Elterman is her name. I'll, okay. I'll look her up. Uh, I'm not familiar. But yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot of a uh, lot more extras this time around. Yeah, because I was like, if Tom Jerome's was directing this, I don't think he would have seen extras in this. Probably <laughs> not. And he also didn't direct Freaky Friday. Dave, oh, you know what? Dave uh, directed Padded Suit, which I'd, I'd forgotten about. Um, yeah. Oh, she uh, also directed Towers. Judy Elterman also directed Towers. Oh, um, which is good. oh, then okay, yeah, that was a good one. She and when we get to the the, the finale, Tom Sharonis does does direct that episode. So good. Um, I think I, I think that's you gotta have a a director regular directing that one. If you like. yeah, this one feels uncharacteristically <laughs> characteristic of news radio. It feels more news radio than the last few episodes have. Agreed. I I mean, for this season, to characterize as what a news radio episode, I feel like this one, White Noise, and a couple of the Johnny Johnson episodes, I feel like would follow in, you know, to what a classic news radio would be. Yeah. And what they give Max to do, there's no creepy Max in this episode. There's nothing creepy. No, no. He's a perfectly good character without the creepy factor. He can be a weirdo. He He wrote half a novel. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, excuse me no i i read half a novel <laughs> <laughs> i got half a novel in my bedside table wait to be finished 
<laughs> so yeah, Jimmy's proposing. He's like, "Hey, what? What? You know, we're not going to be here forever. What do you guys want to do uh, after the station?" Which is weird. It's like because we know Lisa would actually probably rather just be the manager of the station, right. but she says she'd like to go back into print journalism because she won an award in college mm -hmm. for a devastating review of Devo's third album. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, uh, oh my goodness. Joe wants to work with kids, but oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, as somebody who uh, uh, graduated with a broadcast journalism degree, you have to go through the print journalism stuff first before mm -hmm. you go to broadcast. So she'd be fine. She'd do be you fine. think? Do you think that's the case anymore? What do we think? I. I <laughs> it's a good question because I feel like just about anybody can have a journalism job, but it's just. <laughs> I shouldn't say. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Uh, 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 anybody can go online and make it seem like they're a journalist. That the, yes. there are there are definitely people that are still working their ass off, asses off. Amazing journalists. Oh, for yes. sure. But there are definitely people who get into certain places where right, real journalists get to that are not real journalists. We'll just go leave that there. <laughs> uh, let's not get political. Joe wants to work with kids. Get to them early before the uh, they get brain by, brainwashed by the thought police. <laughs> Nice. Well, uh, Big Bird and Elmo? <laughs> Elmo's on our side, dude. <laughs> Such an idiot. Uh, I want to know what he thinks Elmo's deal is. So Elmo's like a spy for the rest of them. Uh, well, I guess. Uh, Matthew also seems like a little bit freaked out that Big Bird is not on their side. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm disappointed myself. Um, and Jimmy's just like obviously does his... Uh, this This episode also, by the way, feels a lot like Station Sale. It's it's a lot like that episode because it's yeah. another Jimmy's kind of like, oh, I thought you'd be upset. Yeah, because I'm moving tomorrow morning. Station's up for sale. Blah, blah, blah. I've liquidated most of my assets. Bye-bye. It's, it's just like, God damn it, Jimmy. So Beth should have gave him $50 and some gum. <laughs> just and maybe that would have saved <laughs> the station again. I know, right? <laughs> that's why because i was just like why does this do we yeah. do this episode why does this feel it's 100 feels that way to me it's it's always and there's there's another not there's also a kind of a callback to it in uh, one of the final episodes accidental or otherwise um <laughs> i don't know this show's not big on like the keeping like like callbacks to stuff to keep it in canon but i do think there's something later on this episode that is a callback to that episode yeah. Uh, Jimmy's doing the classic dumb Jimmy bit where he's like, oh, look at this little map. And then just folds the fucking map out to be the size of his arm, his fucking wingspan, basically. And that's his cabin. I bought 50 cabins and took all the different parts of the 50 cabins to make one big ass cabin. <laughs> so dumb. Like the line just saying big ass cabin doesn't even work for most. Again, well, also Stephen Root. It would be way cheaper to have just built a big-ass <laughs> cabin than to have taken pieces from 50 other cabins. Yep. It's just... <laughs> I, I want to know what this was before he also, like, leveled it. Like, was this, like... It was probably a kid's camp of some kind. It was probably a camp for sick children or something. Uh, yeah, I just bought a was camp. It, was it Fort Awesome for sick children? And then, boom. It, <laughs> And uh, it just didn't, it just didn't, you know, never mind. Nope, nope, dark, too dark. And then there's looking at pictures of cows. There's a cow. There's another cow. That's all that's there. All that's in New Hampshire, at least where he is. Well, isn't he going to get bored there, Jason? I mean, you would think so, but uh, what does he say? Well, uh, how can I get bored? Spend 12 hours a day with tranquilizer guns, bulldozers, move these damn cows off my property. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It's much easier to move the cows if you don't knock them out first. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> I love how Dave has to educate him on just about everything uh -huh. in the country in this episode. And then Lisa's, why is Lisa's thing to be like, hey, maybe Dave could teach you some of his cow calls? It doesn't even seem to be a joke. I'm trying to figure out what, what her move is there. And then he's like, oh, yeah, all right, okay, yeah, standard American Holstein coming up. I, I, I love this. I think her move is just, oh, well, our boss is retiring. We don't have a lot of notice. Might as well connect with what just his engage. plan is. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, is this someone we know? Like, just like as a friend. That's true. No, I think that that's all sense. she's doing. She's like, oh, you could help him. Mm hmm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I love that Dave is down. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got my cow calls. Here we go. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love when, like, old Dave pops. Anything that energizes Dave out of this for a second. terrible drunk funk. Oh, Jen. Oh, please remind me when we get to 
the decline of Dave Nelson, something we have to talk about from a couple episodes ago. Okay. That we didn't talk about, but I talked in the Patreon episode about. Mm. Um, hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting, and it will inform your opinion of where Dave is going and where he might be. We just don't see. Um, but yeah, Dave is oh. convinced that Jimmy's pulling a, a fast one. Right. And uh, it's we, just a scam. Uh, <laughs> I love we find out Lisa has no women's intuition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, does, she does not believe it. Oh, it's just women's intuition. Oh, you have women's intuition? No. <laughs> so good. It's a good bit. Like She's just like, oh, no. She resigned to the fact. Um, we also go to another old classic Matthew bit. This is the shit that works when Matthew's like, well, if Mr. James leaves, Dave's going to fire me. Being yeah. afraid he's going to be fired is always a good beat for him to play. <laughs> yeah, it but should be. This really feels like, I didn't look at the writers, but this, this just feels like so much of an old, uh, episode. I mean, story by Paul Sims and, uh, Paul had not written a story. Yeah. He hadn't written any. So that's. One of the reasons was this his, was this his first story of the season of this besides season, maybe the first episode. Like yeah. yeah, and then teleplay is Joe Fury and Brian Kelly. So again, classic news classic. radio. And then once we get to the final stories, uh, Josh and Paul, and teleplay is Sam and Chris. Um, so yeah, but this feels like classic season three, just fucking great news radio. Um, we should also point out the fact that Matthew has already been fired and Dave was trying to help him get his job back. So it's just funny that he's still scared Dave's going to fire him now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the one time he did get, <clears throat> pardon me, fully fired was because of Andrea slash Jimmy letting Andrea fire him. So really, he's more in danger <laughs> under Jimmy's tutelage uh, or, or uh, management. Uh, he, he saw, then Matthew like randomly says, but why doesn't Dave take me camping? Like, why is he criticized my work all the time? And then Joe's just fucking with him and is like, oh no, he takes me camping every weekend. <laughs> Sometimes twice. Sometimes twice. Jeez. Uh, Beth proposes uh, he get a job like regular people and he, very self-aware, says, I'm not regular people. <laughs> <laughs> but then... He's such an asshole condescending to Joe and Beth, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just mm-hmm. saying that it's just so easy for them because they're not doing the white-collar reporter work, you know? Yeah, you're a secretary. Neither you can get by in a smile and a little jiggle. <laughs> Same goes for you, Joe. So wait a minute. What is Joe jiggling, Matthew? Because he quite I... literally means that when he says that. <laughs> God. <laughs> and then Beth proposes that they do a mock interview situation. And as Matthew accepts it and walks away, the evil laugh that she shares with Joe. So stupid. Well, he's got it coming for being so condescending. To he them. really does. <laughs> he does. Uh, before we uh, go to Max's desk, let's take a break. No, Did you know that all geeks and gamers share the same gene? It's true. It's a gene encoded directly into our DNA that predisposes us to love cats. It's science. Nearly every gamer we know loves cats. What do you mean anecdotal evidence doesn't count? Are you questioning science? Okay, well, agree to disagree, but I'm still right. This pandemic and quarantine has been a strain on all of us, but we've been getting by with some kitten therapy in the form of our bottle baby fosters. We foster through an organization here in our town called Simply Cats, a cageless, no-kill, feline adoption center. Simply Cats has changed our lives. That is not an over-exaggeration. For five years, we've been fostering kittens and bottle babies, especially since kitten season seems to last longer and longer every year. We've learned the value of adopting and fostering cats in regards to patience, love, community, mental health, all by being involved with Simply Cats throughout the years. We love this organization and think it is deserving of whatever funds we can raise for it. Due to COVID, Simply Cats has had to postpone its yearly fundraiser, the Catsino, and they need help getting donations. That's where you come in. We are pulling in donations through the Idaho Gives campaign by holding a tabletop role-playing livestream Meowrathon on the weekend of May 2nd. You can find the donation link as well as other details at bitly.odndtgm that's bit.ly slash o-d-n-d-t-g-m 
Every amount helps. And if, understandably, you are unable to donate at this time, please consider sharing our page on social media or even just telling other people. Please join us in supporting this amazing organization by listening to some ridiculous gamers, all of whom are genetically forced to worship cats. And we're back. Um, Max- oh, hi. Oh, hi. We're at Max's <laughs> desk. Um, he's convinced Jimmy's really retiring. He's clearly been eavesdropping. Dropping. And Lisa tells him, here's the plan. You go to the second stall in the men's room, keep your eyes shut and your ears open. Go, Brooke. <laughs> Lock yourself in there. That's <laughs> uh, good. Which is, it's almost like a, all right, how do we get rid of Max for the rest yep. of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because basically we haven't written him well enough for this. And this is again like every every scene he's in, in in here is good, not creepy, funny. It really is. It's it really- it's, it's, it's kind of the max. It probably should have been the whole season. Um, right. Well, we saw we saw inklings of this before. Yeah. It just it just then crazy tra- train comes in on Max, and you're like, oh oh oh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Big time. Uh, and then here's, okay, this, this bit, this next bit is just a dumb, it's just a comedy bit. It's not, it barely fits in the show. It fits in the plot, but it's just a physical bit with Matthew, Matthew sitting on a fucking, uh, stool outside the break room and Beth playing the character of an interviewer or a secretary possibly to the interviewer with the glasses down, these big glasses and keeps getting it, calling him Matthew Brick. Yep, no nonsense, just uh-huh. business, whatever, whatever's not counterproductive, better get the fuck out of my face, yeah. He thinks he gets to come in after her, she slams the door on him, she comes out later, opens the door, looks at him for an extended period, slams the door again, <laughs> and then comes out and says the position has already been filled. What's <laughs> the fuck with him? And he throws off his clip on tie, he just throws it away. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, uh, where are we? Oh, yeah. Then we go back well, to least, the conference table. Yep. Yeah. Here we were. Hit me. Oh, with yeah. That. And uh, Lisa's trying to convince uh, Mr. James that they're going to throw a retirement party for him, but he doesn't want anything big. Yeah, I don't know. Retire, no speeches, all that. You know. Will there be dessert? <laughs> Though not, not for long. long. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a little creepy, Max, coming out, just how he says it. But Sure. But it he's, works. He's, just, he's gonna gobble up all that dessert because he's a hungry boy. He's a he's a foodie. He's a foodie. Uh, mm. Back. Okay. Can I tell you? I really love Joe's fake mustache in this fake interview. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I like that look on Joe. And if Joe, you know, Joe Rogan did that today, he'd look like an old-fashioned strongman if he had that mustache because yeah, he's so. If he wasn't wearing the tie and shirt, he would look like an old-fashioned strongman. It's man. true. Yeah, I mean, he was cut. Uh, is it? What is he saying? Sell, dude. Sell on the phone. Thanks, dude. Thanks, dude. And why is he saying sell, dude? If he's at NASA, NASA, the yeah. stock trading company. So. Also, the voice he puts on, where it's just like a little bit, it's kind of a little bit lower and uh, almost 1930s, but not quite. Yeah. Just... <laughs> you do realize this isn't a radio station. This is NASA. It's like bad <laughs> improv. It's so good. Way to yes and that, Joe. Way to yes and. <laughs> Have you ever been to the moon before? Do you own your own NASA-approved space suit? Own? No. So wait, is Matthew Rent one? Does he have one he borrows? What's he Maybe he considered the padded suit a version of it. <laughs> you know what? I like that. That is very good. Can you type? Yeah. In space? Yes. <laughs> Eight words a minute on record. Five average, basically. Uh, are these minutes? Regular minutes or space minutes? <laughs> Also, can I just point out, yeah. eight words a minute on his record, like, is, even if you're typing with one finger, is, you can still go faster that than is that. terrible. <laughs> That's because he's so distracted looking for candy elves and things, and, like, just, he must have the you worst would, case of ADHD on the planet. I'm pretty <laughs> Well, you would think, with all the computer solitaire, you'd eventually find short keystrokes that yeah, right? get a little bit faster at it, but I guess not. <laughs> um Lisa is still convinced, obviously. Dave is not, but she's, if we celebrate Jimmy, maybe we can make him stick around. Mm-hmm. 
Dave still. And Dave thinks the best is the thing is to ignore it. That's the only way it's going to be handled. By tomorrow, he won't remember he even said it. Which you know right. what, D- Dave, based on you know previous experience, makes sense. This this all yeah. makes sense. Totally. Uh, uh, I'm on, but her her woman's intuition that she does not have seems to be. <laughs> okay, and then again, this is every bit with Matthew, Joe, and and Beth in this is so good. They're now spinning Matthew on a chair, making him sick. <laughs> Well, this is what this is what office furniture will feel like in space. Is that what he says? <laughs> this is like this is like the teacher is in his office, uh-huh. away from the middle school children. It's true. And this is what happens when two of them are a little bit meaner than the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, it feels like the teacher left and said to Joe, "Okay, you're in charge while I'm gone." So bad. <laughs> so bad. Are you willing to work for minimum wage? Fine. Welcome to NASA. At NASA? NASA. An astronaut spaceman? Can <laughs> be making a minimum wage? Well, the only type Which was what? Five words a minute. 550 so. back then? Yeah, right? Yeah. It was. Good call. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Yeah, I can tell you what I was doing right now. I was working at a place called Price Chopper in Oneonta, New York, probably for 550 an hour. Then, uh, wow. then I went to Walmart because they paid me a whole $1 or $2 more an hour, and I was like, yeah. Fuck you guys. Um, I don't got paid five twenty five for the, the the summer before this working at a golf course. Really? What were you doing at a golf course, Alan? Uh, greenscaping work. Mm. A lot of that. I've done quite a bit of that actually. Free when I balls? think about it, did you get any free balls? Uh, yeah, there was actually a stream that people kept knocking it in. So when you'd start, you know, trimming with the weed whacker, you would just see a bunch of balls like in there. Yeah, I had got buckets full. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you actually did it. That's delightful. Uh, well, I golf. I golf too, so oh, okay. that was part go. of it. So I used them. That's fair. Yeah, you didn't just have buckets of balls sitting around for no reason. No, 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 no. no. I, I used them. I don't think I would have collected them if I didn't use them. Um, uh. this next bit is uh really stupid. I mean, they're all stupid. This is a very stupid episode, and I like it. Uh, they they're at the conference table again, still planning out Jimmy's dinner or whatever it's gonna be. <laughs> Max says, hear me, children, you know not what awaits you in the years to come. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> he doesn't even know why he's he's saying it. Um, and Lisa wants everybody to write Jimmy a speech. That is how she's decided they're going to convince him to mm-hmm. stay. You know, pour your little hearts out. Uh, me- meanwhile, Matthew follows <laughs> Dave to his office, like, so, like, Basically rubbing up against him, uh-huh. just like, Dave, you're not going to fire me, are you? I can... can you stop shooting hate rays out of your eyes, please? <laughs> he also says something that, um, has this come up before? Joe and Beth are doing that thing where they pretend to be people. <laughs> I love that this <laughs> I is I don't think he's that... ever explicitly said that, though, has he? No, and I think this is something that has definitely happened a lot before. <laughs> and he, I guess, can't but get sucked into it. It's just like he has no choice. <laughs> Uh, um, the uh, oh, and then we just we basically just jump right to this ballroom somewhere Would in New you, York. Can I point out how well organized this was? Uh, this is the first time I've ever seen Beth do a really good job at being a secretary. Look what she organized. Uh-huh. Yeah, because she she organized this whole. Well, you know, she organized <laughs> Jimmy's campaign to the best of her ability. But now she's right. Got her shit together. She got this headset on. <laughs> Um, it is She's got a room full of uh, uh, audience members just sitting there. David Letterman. This this big banner though this is a big farewell jubilee, Jimmy James, uh-huh. yada yada yada. Uh-huh. Just... She conned everybody into. They he said you have to come in here before you go to the David Letterman show, which is fantastic. <laughs> uh, Jim, they're gonna have no energy when they get into the I, David Letterman show. Well, they're gonna be bored. That, well, that, apparently they keep it so just... cold in there. You'd have no choice. You got to keep your ass awake. They keep it. They kept it very cold in the Ed Sullivan Theater back in the day. Um, oh, really? Yeah, just to keep people awake. Dave was notorious. For, I mean, that's a thing in theaters anyway. But yeah, apparently very cold, from what I've heard. Um, wow. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's very embarrassed this whole time. They've all got glasses of champagne in front of them right now. Um, Joe's whole speech is Mr. James, Jimmy, salute, bottoms up, and then sits his ass down. <laughs> Lisa's just like, what the fuck? Uh, hey, Mr. James liked it. Yeah, right? He's fine with it. That's exactly what he wants. Then Beth gets up. Tells the longest story 
That it requires a dissolve and emotional transition. <laughs> <a dissolve. laughs> Jimmy is into a bottle. Everybody is clearly out of their their heads drunk at this point. It, and it sounds like the worst day of their lives that they could have experienced. What's the beginning of it? Something about a man out of window? Uh, I didn't get all of it. She's evicted. Well, she she just I, the basically what I heard was, uh, yeah, she was great. They they both got mugged. His foot got run over by a drunken cab driver. <laughs> her cat fell ten stories off of her apartment, <laughs> and then she was evicted <laughs> for being one day late on the rent. Oh. One day. Oh. <laughs> city we gotta get out of this hellhole before it kills us <laughs> <laughs> then they start hugging and then she's just in his lap and he's just like snuggling up against her he's so sad he can't take the city anymore also uh if she was evicted don't you think mr james would have been able to stop that the money? yeah buy the building like that is a moment when jimmy buys the building right uh <laughs> and then max sings to the tune of what is it? Faniculi, Fanicula, whatever yeah. the name of it is. A song about Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy James. <laughs> hey, Jimmy James. So raise a glass of gin and tonic for Jimmy James. <laughs> I, really, I love that so much. I really do, <laughs> It's a really good moment. Also, John Lovitz can, like, actually sing, and he's almost yeah. he's almost projecting opera style, but he's just doing the dumbest version of it right now. And I, again, it's one of those, this, like, take your talents and tone it down about a thousand notches the way Phil Hartman yeah. would do. Well, this is uh, also from, from re-watching this, this was the biggest moment I remember from this episode, yeah. was him singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jimmy James. Hey, Jimmy James. Uh, 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 Lisa says that uh, Dave is half-loaded. Um, cause Dave's just, he's done. He doesn't give a shit and he's, so are you something like that. She's like halfway doesn't do it for me anymore. Dave. <laughs> so fucked uh, up. <laughs> Jimmy's it changed. So, changed the words. So my name's in the song. <laughs> he sounded so excited. Like that's never happened before. How is that a possibility? <laughs> you know, rich people sometimes are very easily entertained. Uh, uh then, oh. then out comes. Oh, boy. Oh, you know what? I take that back. Besides the song, the other thing is the three dancing Matthews <laughs> that I remember very well. <laughs> He's got two dummies strapped to him. Both faces have, like, these weird smiles painted onto them with black marker or something. And he dances a rat. We only see a quick second of it. But yeah. we do find out later that, according to Dave, it was the, the best thing. They were terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, boy, oh, boy. And then well, Dave, Dave drunk. We do hear Dave. Yeah. We, well, he says, whatever the hell you're up to, I wish you would get on with it because this photo of retirement is eating up three hours of my life. I will never get back. Uh-huh. I'm going to miss you most of all, you grumpy little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good moment. Uh, and, and then he, then he, he back at the office yep. and Mr. James... Just says, oh, it's time, to, it's time, and then he just leaves. Yeah, well, here, here's the moment that feels like a callback to me, which is, oh, it's past 12, I am officially retired. Because in that one, you're like, past 12, ha-ha, Mr. James, you missed your midnight deadline. Uh, yeah. Matthew, that was a, a guideline. We're not dealing with magical fairies here or whatever. <laughs> and here, like, the midnight deadline actually meant something, and it is actually all over. And it's uh, oh, it's it's a good contrast. Like, it's, it's, it's good and, again, feels very much like, one of them was referencing it. Yeah. Um, well, Dave still thinks he's bluffing. Yeah, of course though. he does. Of course he does. And I, <laughs> I love the end though, where Mr. James just puts down a lawn chair <laughs> next to the cows <laughs> and just. <laughs> uh, I'd like to know where they shot this. It's anywhere in the hills over here, but I'd like to know. I'm gonna have to ask. I know some people uh, who were there, obviously, but. Yeah, um, wherever the nearest. <laughs> I, actually, I'm wondering how far they had to drive out mm-hmm. because. It's probably, it's probably an hour drive wherever I mean, they went, could, at least. Yeah. <laughs> really think he's going to move to New Hampshire and hang out with cows? And then, yeah, of course, the dumb old sitcom bit, they cut right to it. Um, well. I just love, just yes. love he just throws a lawn chair out there. I know. <laughs> In his suit. Like, that's how yep. he's going to relax. So this is uh, how millionaires relax. Uh, <laughs> we have one segment on this show, and that is a little segment called... The, the decline of, of Dave Nelson. This will never sink up. Or go it doesn't sound that bad. Oh, okay, good. Oh, my, okay, I'm kind of bad. 
<laughs> well, at least it was just kind of. Jed, what do you got for us? <laughs> um, so Dave's really, he's showing it uh, uh, quite a bit in this episode. Um, he's definitely f- in full-on denial. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't want to accept something that's going to make him feel worse than he already does. <laughs> and he just wants everybody to ignore Jimmy so he doesn't have all this attention for it because he's feeling like that's a reinforcer, but it's definitely still fake and... And uh, the best thing to do is just ignore him. Um, can, can I ask a, a question of you, Jen? Sure. Uh, so he thinks this is all a ploy. How many, and I don't know if this has to do with the decline, but how many seasons ago would he not have thought it was a ploy? And is this also adding to him going nuts? I mean, <laughs> I feel like after he already had the station in danger of being in sale and it didn't end up working out I feel like that kind of changes your brain anyway because mm-hmm. you're like oh man this again um so I feel like it would have had to been before that for sure but uh, yeah I don't know because cause Jimmy's always trying stuff and then half the time it doesn't work out or he gives up on it because the real thing he wanted wasn't necessarily the thing he said he did or or right, like right. or he settled on something else instead or whatever so and he hangs out there all the time like Dave just can't picture a world where Jimmy doesn't come just to hang out with his friends at work yeah yeah right right um and he and he probably doesn't want to imagine that because who else is hanging out with Dave right now? Right. I don't know if it's anybody. Oh God, that's a good point. He's really depressed. <laughs> it seems like, or yeah. or in a slump, or whatever you want to call it. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So um, he's not doing too well either way. Uh, and he also doesn't want to risk having to hug Max mm-hmm. if if this is all fake, like he thinks it is. Like um. You know, if that, like, hugging Jimmy is involved in a group hug, he doesn't want it to involve Max. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa's kind of the boss again in this episode. I mean, she's not officially. But she's taking control, yeah. But she's doing everything that needs to be done right now, and she's being the most responsible person and just being kind to Jimmy and trying to get something happening just so not, not, not nothing happens. Sure. And, mm-hmm. um... Dave doesn't want to deal with Matthew. I mean, he never does, but he usually humors him for a moment. He's just like, he tries so hard to just make him go away first, and then he's like, fine, what? Uh, yeah, he's just pushing, pushing people away a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's in super denial about this. Um, and it's because he wants Jimmy to stay, I guess. He's just pushing people away. Sure. Um, uh, Dave super hates being at the dinner. He thinks it's stupid and um, it's a fake party anyway. It's for a fake retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets just all, not quite belligerently drunk, but like uh, he gets extra grumpy. Mm-hmm. He gets um, <laughs> he gets useless for sure. For sure, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he's just, like, waiting for it to end the entire time without truly participating until they're like, Dave, you have to go say something. And then he's like, huh? No, I don't have anything ready. Um, because he doesn't want to deal with it. He's just, he doesn't, he doesn't want to face it. Yeah. Um, and his... His ending to his speech is that it's eaten up three hours of my life that I'll never get back. <laughs> Sad bastard. So Aww. yeah, and then and then Jimmy thinks it's so endearing, and he says, "I'll miss you most of all, you grumpy little bastard." So, so good. Is that what it was? Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, he uh. Oh man, yeah, he is he is grumpy for sure, and um, he can't deal with it. He can't express himself. He 
He's just wallowing. Yeah. He's just wallowing this whole episode. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I don't know if anybody could snap him out of it if they wanted to. Right. It's hard to say. Yeah. At this I'm not point. Yeah. Sure. yeah, that's why we don't. I mean, they're not trying real Sure, hard. no, no, no. Elise is kind of trying, but it's mostly... She's like, well, I've invested a lot in you already, so I don't need yeah. to do everything, because I'm not dating you. I already tried. And I know this right. is something that you do sometimes, uh-huh. but I'll try a little bit with you for Jimmy's sake, and sure. maybe a little bit for your sake, just so you don't regret not doing anything, because mm-hmm. he is leaving, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he's just like... Yeah, he can't picture it, and he doesn't want to picture it, so he won't. It's true. I'm wondering, just to make him happy, if all they had to do was just have him do a cow call or something Midwest (laughs) farming-related. Get him involved. Maybe that would have cheered him up a little. Or maybe, who knows, maybe he wants to be invited over there. Never know. For something. I don't know. I mean, once we get there, he's quite stubborn in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, he's, uh, oh, he's so sauced during that. Um, oh, yeah. During that party. Yep, that's what I have. You guys have anything? Yes. Okay. So let's jump off of your final line. Yeah. Thank you for being on point, which is why I want to talk about it. So the thing is, like, we always talk about him maybe being Ed, the first boss, right? Going uh-huh. like Yeah. Thing. But I do often forget, and I'm trying not to keep burning, hey, I just listened to the commentary to the final episode, but... There is Marty the Party Jackson, and he's also kind of supposed to be like, you know, how do you deal with it? I drink. He's kind of like, he is the other example of the boss that Dave could become, and I think that was what they actually had in mind, was Marty Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, so yeah. So I've got this script from Ploy, okay? And I already read, you know, I'm not burning too much of the Patreon material, but it's important to what we're talking about. There are two pages here that are maybe part of the plan, maybe part of the arc, but also, will you tell me how they read and whether or not they read is genuinely Dave to you or not? But we go to um, Jimmy's line, if you'll remember, because I am the boss of you. Well, then Dave says, well, if I'm going to swallow my pride, I expect to wash it down with a nice raise. Jimmy says, how about some cheap scotch? Dave says, you think I'm that easy? Jimmy says, no, but I think you have the beginnings of a drinking problem. Jimmy takes a bottle of scotch out of Dave's desk. Now, what do you say? Jimmy says, Dave says, fine, make it a stiff one. Jimmy says, got another glass? No. Jimmy drinks Dave's shot. Jimmy says, let's do it. Then at the very end of the episode, uh, Dave says to Max, I guess that'll teach you to pretend to quit your job, huh? Max says, are you kidding me? Where I come from, that's called action, and I got some. Then he, Which is originally the tag to the whole episode. Dave says, what? Max says, I kiss Beth. Come on, let's celebrate. Max puts his arm around Dave. Dave says, no way. Max says, I'll buy you some cheap scotch. After a beat, Dave sighs and puts Max's arm back around his shoulders and says, you guys really have my number. That is the saddest. Oh. Jesus Christ. There's a part of me that wishes that would have happened, though. <laughs> I know. It's like, I mean, it makes it more um, uh, overt, I guess, that Dave is developing a problem <laughs> that is not really and- uh, talked about. It re- uh, I, I get why you would avoid it. I also yes. get though how it's his character. It remind do you do you guys ever see the Tom Hanks episode of Family Ties oh, where yeah. he was an alcoholic and you're like oh, yeah. it's just so and he was great in it, but it's yeah. just so awkward you seeing him like destroying himself and then there's a big laugh track coming through and you're like, guys, this is a multicam. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a hard episode. That's a hard episode. It's not as bad. Not as bad as a different strokes one with the with the pedophile though. That was still... oh, I'm sure. I fortunately have never seen that one. Is that is oh. one of the notorious ones that people talk about a lot? It's like, why did this happen on this show? Well, again, I mean, that nuts. That's another one where uh, uh, you 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 see him like trying to like get these kids into these certain positions, which was just creepy oh, and sick. And then you'd hear the laugh track coming through, and you're like, why is this funny? Oh, this is what? not funny. Whoa! What is wrong with everybody? <laughs> Wow. So this is the weird thing. We're dealing with these two scenes that are cut, right? That are not canon. So yeah. they're not. it's not canon that Dave has a drink. But what's your thought, Jen? Do you think that's still... It feels like it's underneath there, given all the drinking he hadn't did in this episode. Yeah. You know? And if the, knowing that they kind of planned for him to sort of-ish maybe be following the, the route that Marty Jackson took. Yeah. Like, uh... I mean, there's some body language. It could be just because he's having a real rough patch, but like, mm-hmm. 
There's there's somebody like, like he's not like a stumbling sure, buffoon sure. like totally drunk all the time kind of like of course yeah any kind like but just subtly it's kind of like functional okay, alcoholic this, this yeah it could, yeah. it could kind of be i mean or it's just he's real grumpy and like down and and having a hard time but it's not out of the realm of possibility i don't think he's not like slurring or anything like that like nothing big sure just, yeah just yeah. yeah it's subtle just trying to get through the day so much uh for so many episodes it's like mm, i could see that yeah if he's doing it now like i could see that if he's if he can't get through this party without being incredibly drunk mm-hmm. then i could see him not getting through a day without having something sure for for part of it it's fair well has this been uh, has it, has it? Yeah, decline <laughs> of Dave Nelson. Uh, 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 you guys start off like uh-huh. in sync, yep, like and half the time. It's because, and then you guys switch up your rhythm, yep, both of you or yep, one of you, yep. for no reason. What happens? Then... What should happen is one of us should do it, and the other one should only be listening to the other person and j- assuming they're going with them. Then it would sync up better. But neither of us are figuring that out. That's mm. fine. I'm gonna give you guys my favorite moment. <laughs> Uh, which is that whole bit where Matthew is just waiting for Beth to interview him. And just that whole, it's all, it all hinges on Vicki Lewis's timing and it's brilliant. So I love that bit. The fake you? interview? Yeah, that part. For, the for the moment? Yeah. How about you? That's good. Yeah, it's, she's, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great body language yeah. and a lot of weird looks. Mm-hmm. and. <laughs> It's really funny. Mm-hmm. You agreeing? For yeah. Favorite moment? How about yeah. you, Alan? Ooh, it might be Matthew uh, butted up against Dave, like <laughs> talking about the hate rays and how he's going to fire him, and then going all the way through Dave slamming the door in Matthew's face. I. Mm-hmm. It's classic. It's a good bit. <laughs> yeah. I have one more though. Go ahead, please. Just. Just Beth's speech, the end of her speech when she's sobbing and then she <laughs> collapses into ju- after she's they hug. Sobbing and sobbing, and this city's gonna kill us. And, and then she collapses into Jimmy's lap, and they're both sobbing together. And he's holding her, and it's so funny. And then they both get cheered up immediately by uh-huh. Max's song. Yes, they do. didn't even mention that. Oh man, for my favorite. Oh, you know what? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's no. Say what you're going to say. I might need to switch my moment. It just, it actually might be Max singing the the song, putting Mm, Jimmy James in there. That's what I I thought you were going to say, actually. It should be what I said. I I was like, well, maybe I should switch it up because I already mentioned that. But no, I, I, I love that so much. For my, I was gonna say they hear me, children. You know not what awaits you in the years to come. It's a really good line, but. The more I think about it, because of delivery, I really like, it's a city, we've got to get out of this hellhole before it kills us. Her delivery is, this is a fucking Vicky Lewis powerhouse of an episode. It's very, very good. How about you, Jen? She's so good. You know, I, I really love that, too, just because of her delivery, but I already have it as my moment, so it's okay. Okay, yeah. Um, I do, just Dave's delivery of, well, Matthew, that's something that I'll have to discuss. <laughs> With my ophthalmologist. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's just still willing to. He's almost entertaining him, but it's also like a fuck you at the same time. And he's time. also like, I don't know if the hesitation mm-hmm. is from exasperation. <laughs> right. Or to add, just so you know, that's just, I'm, I'm humor. I'm, I'm making fun of you right, right now. Right, 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 right. By saying with my ophthalmologist. Will you pick I do think a lot of Or both. It could be both. It could be exasperation and and you're an idiot. A lot of Dave's <laughs> frustration with Matthews. Can you one day just realize that everybody's making fun of you all the time? If you just realize that, we'd have a much easier time of it. I feel like there's a lot of that going on. Uh uh-huh. how about you, Alan? Favorite line? Ooh, uh might be Mr. James just going, I'm gonna miss you most of all, you grumpy little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> such a good moment and again it's really after relying on the delivery of how it was said but yes mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, well i mean you know that's so much of this show i yeah. really like i want to we don't normally do this but i want to just make sure that people like think about this this episode in terms of 
it's worth revisiting. It sucks that it's the penultimate episode of the entire show. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, due to people coming back and whatnot, and, you know, you probably get re-energized when you haven't worked on a show for a while, right? Um, and you know you've got to make it good. Um, it feels like an old episode. Yeah. They kind of find found, they re- remembered what Max could be, which is let John Lovitz be goofy. Like, and I don't know. This is a, uh, it holds promise. Uh, I, I still have hope for a movie. Um, but, you know, it holds promise. And, uh, I don't think Paul Sims has hope for a movie, though, listen, so I don't... <laughs> I understand. He's doing very well for himself. He can hand over the reins to us. Can you imagine that show in our hands? I mean, I can. It would be insane. Some uh, Someday, Josh Lee, Paul Sims, Joe Fury, and Lou Morgan are all going to come up to us and just say, okay, guys, here's the keys. Take the yeah, show. Yeah, they're like, no, no, you Do don't it. understand, man. We gave you the right. We gave you news radio. You own the rights. I would shit myself. Jen, what do you want to promote? <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's always something good. <sighs> no pressure. Um, be kind to each other. Uh, be kind to yourself. Whether you're... Um, you know, whether you have to be by yourself right now, do yourself a favor and reach out to people, talk to them um, online, on phone, whatever. Make sure you... You keep doing that, and if you are um, with with people right now, um, <laughs> it's not always easy because uh, mm-hmm. nobody can can get any space from each other to a certain extent. But um, you know, try and find the bright moments and um, realize that everybody's in this together and everybody's having a hard time. So just you know, try and spread. Uh, the good things that you find each day around and um you know keep connecting with each other as best you can it's not always easy but try your best it's fair it's good and by the way uh, for the people who have said that they uh this this uh podcast is helping them while this shit is going down that's very kind of you and uh, yeah. i'm very grateful for the fact that that this show is doing that for anybody uh this show means a lot to me anyway alan what do you want to promote do 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 I'm gonna be self. Uh, go if you can on Vimeo. There was a, a show I, I co-wrote and co-starred in called Nosferatu. Uh, we've been re-releasing a bunch of old stuff. Uh, there's two episodes, two half-hour episodes on Vimeo again. Nosferatu. It's a play on words, mockumentary about vampires. This was from ten years ago. I just want you to take a look at it. Uh, and then also. Uh, I guess you can't watch it now, but they did a, a watch along with the uh, uh, Academy, um, where of Dolomite is my name, where uh, the director and everybody was like tweeting, live tweeting it, uh, answers and responses. And Amazing. Uh, uh, I was just very happy because I was able to thank the wardrobe person saying that that was my favorite wardrobe I've ever worn. Yeah. And, uh, uh, she's very sweet. She said you wore it well, so it's good. Uh, but uh, go watch that movie. I, I, it's an uplifting one, I think, it's for great. especially when you're stuck in inside and it's just you see somebody who's kind of stuck in his life and was able to get out of it in his own way. So go see Dolomite is my name. It's on Netflix. It's fucking phenomenal. I I love that movie. It's one of those that I. You know, out of fear of Netflix going away one day, I will have to buy. I love it that much. It's a very good movie, and I couldn't be prouder that my friend Alan is in it, and he's very good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm still waiting for the deleted scenes, Netflix, because there's oh. one I'm in. I would really love to see Please it. Please tell me that will happen. That's one thing Netflix needs to step up and do is, honest to God, it's like more deleted scenes. Sometimes they'll do trailers well, and shit, so why not deleted? Do they do that sometimes? Uh, I, I think I once in a great while seen an extended cut. I just wish there I, – I, again, I, this is really more for me, but – there was a scene where uh, they had me, me smoking, and before I delivered a line, I kept breathing out a big puff of smoke as I said it, and it just felt really funny. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, you caught me, Dave. <laughs> All I can think of. Uh, that's brilliant. Um, uh, I'm just going to promote um, what the. Uh, I actually had something in mind, and I totally forgot. I, I would just tell everybody do go to the Patreon. Uh, people are supporting us. It's very kind of them to do that. So if you're listening good. now and you're supporting us, Thank you. Uh, that the the bit that I read from Ploy, I went through the entire script 
uh, and picked out the pieces that were different for that most recent episode. Next month's, there might be one or two actually. We're gonna uh, when I do, I'm gonna be recording video for some of these, and I recorded video with TV's Wally Langham, the gentleman who played uh, Jeff, the sports guy, and Stewart. Uh, uh, of course, uh, Lisa's ex-boyfriend from Super Karate Monkey Death Car. And it was a great interview, and so the video part will be going up on, uh, should be going up on the Patreon very soon, so you guys will have access to the video versions of anything that we do. Uh, in the meantime, um, I'm just also gonna say, you know, one of the upcoming episodes, we're doing a lot right now, recording a ton, um, go check out, uh, you know, we're gonna be doing audience episodes, send us stuff, because... While the show's going to continue going at least through towards sort of the end of the year, October, November-ish, um, just again because people have offered to sponsors for at least that long. Um, one guy, I would just say, one guy offered it. He's like, hey, do you want all this money right now? I'm like, it's very cool. Let me set up a Patreon. He's like, oh, cool. Well, I'll just split it up monthly. So that, and I know that will take us to at least October. So that's why we're going to continue to do that to honor it. And, um, and also because we love it. But also I will say... Go check out uh, Neil from Modern Day News Radio is doing Zoom meetings with people. We did one last week. Um, we uh, By the time you hear this, we will have done a second one. It's tomorrow for us today. Um, and I happen to know that possibly, well, I can say possibly Vicki Lewis showed up. I don't know. Uh, but Vicki Lewis is planning on showing up. I'll cut that out if that didn't happen. Um, but the, <laughs> like, the last time four people from the show showed up, we had Joe Fury, we had Lou Morton, we had Dave Foley, and Paul Sims. And I will tell you, Joe Fury dropped such a big bomb uh, in terms of like something that he's got left over from all the shows that I'm like, oh, cool. So that's, that's the rest of our, our show then, right? And um, it might be. Um, I'm going to help him digitize some stuff he's got, and uh, we'll figure it out. See, that might be the how we continue the show. Uh, and if I can get Joe Fury to co-host it with us, then even better, because that would be, am be amazing. Um, so anyway, just keep an eye on on our stuff. I don't have too much else to promote. The Professional Blur podcast is fun. Comedy on Vinyls, another podcast I do. Um, Adam Adam Grimes did the Professional Blur. You guys just to that. did, yeah, yeah. Adam Grimes, who was on this podcast, quite a few people have been on this podcast. I also just interviewed um, one that just came out. It was a prop guy, the prop guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine, and also from. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I didn't really know before I invited him on. Uh, we talk a ton about props and also about the fact that he turns out was an extra in some of the movies he did props in. So it worked out perfectly, <laughs> including Houseguest, Phil Hartman's Houseguest. Yes, the Phil Hartman Sinbad movie, Houseguest. Um, that I loved in, in the movie. I loved as a it, kid. It was great. I, <laughs> I don't think it holds up as well, but it's still funny. There's still good bits in it. Um, <clears throat> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I've talked your ears off. There's just one thing left to say, and that's catch, catch you later, you later cakes. Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!